Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast with former Heisman Trophy winner and NBA 11-year veteran Charlie Ward is brought to you by Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. $38 a month, your chance to make a difference in a child's life by sponsoring a child through Compassion International. Listen, everyone wants to figure out a way to make a difference, right? We all do. Compassion makes a perfect way because not only are you making a difference, you're making a difference in a child's life. $38 a month, food, education, vocational training, all done in the name of Jesus, releasing a child from poverty. This is what you can do through the great work at Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, sponsor a child for $38. I promise you it'll be the best $38 you spend every single month. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, sponsor a child today. Today's guest on the podcast, former Heisman Trophy winner, 11-year NBA veteran Charlie Ward joins us on the podcast. Charlie won the 1993 Heisman Trophy with the Florida State Seminoles in football, two-time ACC Athlete of the Year. And in 1993, he not only won the Heisman, he led his Seminoles to the National Championship in college football. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2006. And if you don't know the name Charlie Ward, you're probably thinking, oh, he went on to a great NFL career. Actually, Charlie was a two-sport athlete in college. And when it was time to make a decision to go pro, he made that decision to turn pro in basketball. And it was a right decision. Charlie was the 26th overall pick in the 1994 NBA draft by the New York Knicks, and he played 11 seasons in the NBA with the Knicks, Spurs, and Rockets. He was a part of that 1999 New York Knicks Eastern Conference Championship team and played in the NBA Finals before losing to the San Antonio Spurs that year. So Charlie had a very long and very productive NBA career. Charlie is married with uh, three children and currently coaching high school basketball at Florida High in Tallahassee, Florida, of course. He's the only Heisman Trophy winner ever to play in the history of sports in the NBA. And uh, it's a great time to have Charlie on the podcast because we are in the middle of college football season, which, of course, Charlie is known for his time being an elite college football player, winning the Heisman Trophy. But also, the NBA has started, and Charlie played 11 years in the NBA. So on this podcast, we talk to him about that decision to play in the NBA. Of course, we talk about his college football career, and I ask him right away uh, what he's known for. Uh, when people come up to him, what do they mention first, the Heisman Trophy or the NBA? And uh, his, his answer is, of course, uh, a good one. And we also talk to him about faith in the NBA. What did that look like for him uh, as he went about his 11-year NBA career? And I also wanted to ask him about what Bobby Bowden meant to him. Coach Bowden was his coach, at, his head coach at Florida State when he was playing football. And I've met Coach Bowden, and he's a great guy. And I wanted to hear from Charlie the impact that Coach Bowden, Bobby Bowden, had made on his life. So let's get right to our interview today on the Sports Spectrum Podcast with Charlie Ward, former Heisman Trophy winner, 11-year NBA veteran, right here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Charlie, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you, Charlie. Excited to kind of go through your journey a little bit. Always been a fan of yours from afar, especially as a man of faith. And 
I just wonder, I guess we'll start with this. When people come up and talk to you and recognize you, what comes up first? Is it the Heisman Trophy and your time at Florida State, or is it your time in the NBA? Uh, it really depends on the place here in Florida. You know, most people will recognize me for college, for college days. And uh, for the, those who are New Yorkers, they'll recognize me for, um, I guess, they're Knicks fans and they're, of course, they're Knicks. <laughs> but they all understand and know where uh, a lot of things came from as far as college was concerned. So I won the Heisman in New York. Um, so people recognize that, but it really depends on where where I am. Well, I mean, it's been, you know, 13 years since you retired from the NBA, and obviously you've been, you know, moving on in different directions since then. You've been part of both football and basketball in your career, currently now coaching high school basketball for Florida High in Tallahassee. Tell me about why coaching was something that you've wanted to do. You've been coaching for a while, both football and basketball. Why is that sort of a, a natural transition for you after playing? Uh, well, I really was running from it. I was running, but I had to make a decision on what I was going to do after I uh, couldn't play anymore. And so Coach Van Gundy, you know, gave me a great opportunity to see if coaching was something I wanted to do. And so I, I kind of started in the NBA uh, coaching uh, under Coach Van Gundy, working with some of the young younger kids. And during that first year after um, I retired, uh, it showed me a lot of things that I learned uh, from coaches that I played for. And that year gave me a great indication that coaching was something that was probably you know, in my future. Um, I was born, I mean, I was, my dad was a coach, so I was raised in that type of environment and family. Um, and so it was kind of something that, you know, was bred in me. And as they say, fruit don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> and so I, um, I enjoyed that year. And after that, I got an opportunity to coach, put Coach Van Gundy on the staff. And that's where it kind of continued to uh, pursue, you know, the coaching realm. So I wanted to get into uh, a better environment where I was able to spend more time. I have a flexible schedule so that I could spend more time with the family um, as, my, as our kids were growing up. And it was uh, the best, best feel uh, to be able to have influence on young people um, as they prepared for, uh, you know, real life. I mean, that's a lot of things, a lot of things that I learned uh, from my high school, college, and professional days that I wanted to be able to share uh, with uh, young people. So um, that's kind of how I got into coaching. Uh, and, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, Coach Van Gundy, grateful for my, my dad um, and all my coaches, uh, that, I, that I played for, you know, that showed me uh, what, you know, and, uh, I had great Christian coaches. Uh, some at the time weren't, but, you know, I had great influences in a lot of different ways. 
as a, uh, you know, from coaches in my life. So, you know, this is the way I kind of pay it forward uh, to be able to help young people as well. Like someone helped me. We're talking to Charlie Ward here, the former Heisman Trophy winner on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Tell me about, as a coach, how your faith shapes the way that you lead young men uh, and how you coach. Is that How does that faith kind of center uh, and kind of direct you in terms of how you coach and how you teach? Uh, well, I'm, uh, you know, I started out in a Christian school when I started coaching. Well, of course, I talked about the pros, but I went to a Christian school which you know, it was, you could do more things as far as scripture, Bible reading, um, sharing your faith. Those are the things that you could do at a Christian school. Uh, but I went into, you know, a public environment, which was a little bit different than, you know, the Christian environment. Uh, but one of the things that I've learned over the course of my time in public school has been, you know, the ability to live, um, live a lifestyle that people can recognize uh, that, you know, there's something different. Uh, so, you know, I don't curse and, you know, uh, try to work to treat people fairly. Um, the same way that Jesus would treat, treat people. Um, and, and B, try to work to be a role model for, you know, the kids and, and be an encourager. Um, and of course, you know, you, you coach, you coach, but, um, you have to point out the obvious. Sometimes you have to point out things that people can't see. And, but the way you go about your business and have a heart for people, uh, they see, you know, the Christ living through you. So, you know, that's the way we go about our business. And, of course, you know, we have kids who, and parents now that, you know, want that environment um, because there's so many toxic environments uh, where, you know, it's all about winning. Uh, we want to win as well, but, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to win. And some parents like that, and some parents, you know, want to be in a different environment. You know, it's a holistic approach. And so, you know, our goal is to be able to uh, give our kids a holistic approach so that they could understand and know that, you know, there's more to life than just winning the game. Um, that's the goal, ultimate goal for all of us. But we know that each and every year, you're not going to win every game. And at some point, you're going to lose games. And so you, there has to be ways to, um, and, and a character that uh, have, you have to uh, portray um, or to have to be successful long term. Tell me about that faith that you, you know, you live by, the faith in Jesus Christ. Well, obviously, this is a sports and faith podcast, and, and we talk a lot about faith here on the show. Where was that sort of rooted for you? When did your faith become sort of the foundation of your life? Uh, well, I was born and raised in a Christian environment, and um, and so I uh, that was just the way it was, yeah. You know, and we went to church, and of course, once I made the declaration for my for myself, um, is when I started living out my own journey, 
but, you know, I was born and raised in the church, in a Christian home, and those are the things that we live by, the principles we live by. And so it was something that, you know, was in, was branded in me, uh, talking about humility, all the Christian values uh, we had to live by, and, you know, perseverance, all the different things that we had to go through in order to uh, see all the success. But, you know, my dad, my mom, were great role models for us, you know, work ethic and uh, love. Uh, without, you know, material things, uh, they worked very hard for us to be able to have. Um, they were educators, so there wasn't a whole bunch of money, but, you know, we didn't go for, uh, I mean, we had the things that we needed to, you know, survive and, and live by, and and they, you know, they, they were very supportive in, in our sports and things that we we wanted to do. And so they, they definitely were great role models for us in that, in uh, growing up. And so, you know, they've been married for 50 plus years now. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, all the things, whatever they went through, they were able to, you know, come out on the other side um, and keep, keep the family together. Uh, and so all those nuggets, those seeds, were planted in us, you know, at an early age, whether it was Bible study at home, every Sunday night, uh, those types of things, you know, played a big part in, you know, just the seed planting. Now, of course, we, we made crazy mistakes, uh, made that some bad choices and certain, certain things, uh, but the, the seed was planted in us uh, to live a life that that please, please God. Um, and so, you know, those things that we had to, you know, we, we had growing up that's been a, been a big influence on, you know, where we, where we raised our kids and the way we go about our business um, every day. Charlie Ward joins us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Of course, so many people, as I mentioned, know you for winning that Heisman Trophy, and you're at Florida State where you play both football and basketball. You win the Heisman Trophy, you win the national championship in 1993. When I just bring up that year, that season, and it was so many years ago now, 25 years, what sticks out to you the most uh, and comes to your mind when when I say 1993 Heisman Trophy National Championship? Um... Well, I really think the journey, so the journey behind getting to where we, uh, that year, you know, was ended up being a, a special year. And so, you know, I waited three years to play quarterback, and my junior year was laden with mistakes and, you know, triumphs and a whole bunch of other things, you know, rolled into one, which was like, um, our Romans 828 uh, year. And and so it was uh, something that, you know, we were able to grow, grow because uh, that year was a challenging year. Uh, but then 1993 uh, was a year that, you know, had a lot of uh, ups. Uh, very few downs, but a lot of ups. And so... 
But we, the best part about it was we were able to navigate our way through um, that year, um, except for one game where we lost on the road uh, to Notre Dame. Uh, we were able to navigate our way through by playing a, a style of football that uh, that traveled. And so, you know, with us, you know, having the talent that we had and us being where we were from a national perspective, you know, our, it's hard it was always on our back uh, each and every week. Uh, but we went out and, you know, executed our game plan and uh, made the necessary plays uh, to be able to have, you know, the type of season that we we uh, we had dreamed of having, but also one of our goals was to win a national championship, AC championship, and a state championship. And we were able to achieve all those goals in one year. Um, and so uh, it was a, um, you know, as I said earlier, it was it was a season that will be remembered forever because it was the first national championship for Florida State. Um, and Coach Bowden, and so, you know, it was the first, you know, Heisman Trophy uh, for Florida State, um, and so there are a lot of firsts in that year, uh, but it came because we were successful on the field. Uh, but so that, those are the memories that we, you know, I, can, I, I can remember. There are a lot of game-specific games, uh, but overall, I just think that the year, when you set goals at the beginning of the year and then you're able to achieve those each and every uh, week and then at the end of the year you see you've achieved all of your goals um, except for possibly, you know, winning all of, all of, the, all of the games, um, you have to be satisfied. And you mentioned Coach Bowden, Bobby Bowden, of course, the legend who was your coach at Florida State, still going strong at 88 years old right now, unashamed, standing strong for football, but also standing strong for faith. I've had the opportunity to spend some time with Coach Bowden and just a, a tremendous young, a tremendous man uh, in the way that he uh, helps and encourages and, and talks to people. Tell me about maybe the first time you met Coach Bowden and what he's meant to you in your life. Uh I'm trying to think when the first time. I remember when he came to a football game, a high school football game, and he was standing in the end zone, and I was, you know, excited about him being at the game because we knew him as a living legend even at that time. Yeah. And so uh, for him to be at our football game was was all, was was a big big time deal. And so I got an opportunity to meet him. So once I went on my official visit, and then he came to the house uh, to you know, recruit for a recruiting visit. Um, and, you know, I just got a chance to know him, and you know, I knew of his faith, which was uh, part of the reason why, you know, we were comfortable going to Florida State. Uh, and one reason why, you know, I ended up at Florida State was because of you know, his faith and his integrity uh, to, you know, being a Christian. You know, he had the values of, uh, you know, his word was going to be his bond. And so I wanted to play multiple sports at Florida State, and he 
had you know history on his side for allowing guys to play multiple sports, and those guys were successful. So, uh, and he's a Christian, so whatever he said in the recruiting process, we were going to hold him to it. Uh, and so that played a big part in you know just us uh, feeling comfortable uh, pinning Florida State. But you know over the years he's. He taught me a lot while I was in school, just by the way he lived his life. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I had the blessing, to, I had the opportunity to be able to uh, be with him while he's been speaking, those few speaking engagements, and just be around him and how he handles people. Uh, even to this day, you know, a great uh, role, a great example uh, for me uh, on how to handle people and, um, and so, you know, I'm just grateful that I get an opportunity to be in his presence. After being the best player in college football in 1993, uh, you end up not getting drafted by an NFL team. Instead, you end up, ironically, as a first-rounder, but for the NBA, and you're drafted by the Knicks in 1994. Did it bother you that you weren't drafted by an NFL team, or had you already made your mind up that you were headed towards playing in the NBA? No, I didn't. It didn't bother me. I knew kind of the writing on the wall. And I kind of set the stage for not getting drafted because I didn't go to the combine because I chose to continue to play basketball um, my senior year. And so some of some of it I kind of uh, orchestrated in the sense of uh, – not being 100% committed to the NFL. And there were teams, a lot of teams, that weren't going to uh, choose me where I said, uh, you know, if I didn't get drafted in the first round, that I would consider my other options. And so I knew that wasn't going to be the case, even if I would have gone to the NFL combine. Um, it just wasn't the time uh, where – a five eleven and a quarter Russell Wilson uh type player was going to get drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that wasn't gonna happen and and so I knew that and I knew the option of not getting drafted at all and I kinda of prepared myself for that and, and God, you know, in our prayer was, you know, open and closed doors as always in prayer. Uh, when you have decisions you need to make, and you know we made, uh, I definitely made a decision to keep my options open, and and after the NFL draft uh, came, uh, went and passed, then you know I put all my eggs in basketball, started working even more uh, to prepare myself for. The NBA draft, and so that was uh, something that I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to do to make sure that I gave myself that opportunity to uh, have an opportunity to play in the NBA, and it, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. I mean, you played eleven seasons in the NBA and had a great career, and certainly that was. Uh, a good decision by yourself. And you played in what many consider, in my eyes, to be a golden era, especially as you're coming in in the 
1994 and you're playing the mid to late 90s, dominated by you know Michael Jordan returning and the Bulls winning three titles and certainly guys like Barkley and Malone and Shaq and David Robinson, Hakeem, and of course Patrick Ewing, your, your former teammate. Uh, and yet you were one of the very outspoken, unashamed guys, I thought, in the NBA when you came in, especially as you started becoming more comfortable as a player. What did that look like for you living out your faith in a place like the NBA? What was that like kind of navigating and being who you were in Christ, but still being an NBA player? Uh, well, I got those, of course, he knows what's supposed to happen and put people in certain places and uh, challenges, you know, your, your faith to be able to help you grow and um, glorify him and everything. And so I was uh, blessed to be able to come in uh, where David Robinson was. He was an outspoken uh, Christian. You know, in all the different magazines, it was David Robinson was like the poster child for uh, Christianity. Yeah. Um, and so he was in San Antonio, which is a smaller market, uh, but he was well, you know, well known as a Christian, where he lived his life um, and those types of things. Uh, for 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 me, you know, I was placed in a bigger market where there's going to be you know, a bigger opportunity to be able to share our faith, uh, different types of people, of course, in, in uh, New York. And that was uh, something that you know, God got placed there. And we were fortunate to be at a, be at a solid church um, that we, while we were there, well, we were in a couple of churches, but one, you know, became... Um, our home church, which is the uh, New York City Church of Christ, um, and so they they helped us really to grow. My wife and I to grow spiritually, and uh, during that time is when you know the challenge uh, was came to where we wanted to step out and do more for the Lord. So um, there were some incidents. Uh, that came about because of our faith uh, that God really pushed us through uh, to be able to show humility uh, and also love to people that um, weren't so loving. Uh, and so uh, we had to fight through uh, that time, which was a great test of our faith. Uh, of course, we weren't you know, like the the, uh, the people back in, you know, during Jesus' time where, you know, they were losing their lives and those types of things yeah. uh, because of their faith. Uh, but we were going through persecution in the sense of, you know, just the enemy wanting to discredit, you know, who we were and who Jesus was, you know, living through us. And that was something that you know, we had to, to fight, we had to fight a good fight. And and so you know, we we started a movement where we started having a Bible study, which was birthed through some inappropriate things that was going on in my life um, on the road. 
And so had to replace it with something, you know, constructive to be able to, um, to, to be beneficial or to be beneficial for uh, myself and, you know, my teammates, to be able to, those that wanted to live a Christian lifestyle. So we started a Bible study on the road and that helped birth, uh, great friendships. Myself and Alan Houston became great friends, John Starks. Um, different guys, we started coming to our Bible studies, and, you know, we, we had chapel and those types of things, and it was a great way to be able to hold uh, players accountable on the road uh, for whatever their struggles were uh, on the road, and so it, it was just a great um, environment for us to be able to uh, pray with guys that weren't... Um, you know, we're searching and seeking uh, for a relationship with the Lord in some form or fashion. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it, it was something that you know, God really inspired in us through. Actually, it, it was inspired through Reggie White. Uh, sure. Was, uh, like the, uh, the guy that helped us, uh, help us start, you know, the Bible study on the road. We, we were part of a group called A Calls, which was Christian Athletes United for Spiritual Empowerment. And uh, so he helped us, you know, to understand and know that, you know, this is what's going to happen. You know, this is what you can do, you know, how to grow, you know, in your faith as an outspoken Christian and a, and a professional setting, and so they were great role models for us, you know, as a couple, uh, and that's something that, you know, being in New York, is just on a different level. Charlie, it's been great to have you on the show. Again, I really appreciate your time and, and your biography, The Athlete, Greatness, Grace, and Unprecedented Life of Charlie Ward was written late last year, is now out in paperback. And, of course, 2015, you started your, your foundation with your wife, Tanya, the Charlie Ward Family Foundation. Tell us about the book and the foundation and kind of your reasoning behind it. Well, the book, The Athlete, was birthed um, from, you know, when I was going out to speak um, a lot of time, you know, people were asking me, well, why don't you have a book? You know, I have a great story, great message, and, and so, um, John Finkel approached me about doing a book. I've been trying to write a book for the past, you know, five years. And, you know, it just didn't, you know, God didn't allow it to go to fruition. I mean, go to, um, be published. And, uh, John approached me last, I guess it's been about a year, year and some change now, um, about writing a book you know, for the National Football Foundation, um, the Hall of Fame. Um, they were having a series out. Mean Joe Green was the first series and uh, first book, and then he wanted to do another one, and he chose me. And I was grateful, you know, for the opportunity to be able to share my story. And he did a phenomenal job of capturing the history of um, my life, you know, from when my mom and dad met, um, to my high school days, games, college days, uh, my relationship with my wife and kids, 
uh, to not uh, what I'm what I've been doing the past ten years, which is coaching high school sports. And so, and I was grateful that you know he he wanted to do that. He did a great job of, like I say, capturing that uh, history. Um, and it's a great read, um, an easy read. And after I was reading, I was kept, uh, catching up on some of the old stories uh, <laughs> that I've forgotten about. Um, and so, you know, there's some great, great stories in there uh, that, you know, really showed um, how I was birthed to be who I am today. Um, between my faith, um, athletic ability, um, and, you know, the heart behind what I do today um, was really, really, uh, in, you know, how God has definitely had a big part in what I'm really doing today, which is uh, being able to give back to uh, young people. And so uh, my wife and I, Tanja, we uh, started, uh, we've had a foundation, had a foundation when we played, uh, when I was playing the NBA and then once we stopped doing our basketball camps and those types of things, uh, we decided that we wanted to um, continue um, giving back to the local youth groups and organizations that you know had have our uh, our interests, uh, whether it's health and wellness, um, you know, sports, just. Things that we wanted to uh, to be able to give back to to, to local uh, or youth groups um, to be able to share uh, the blessings that we've been able to receive, uh, not so much from a financial standpoint, but just educational um, and, and to be able to support other organizations that we've come alongside, uh, whether it's Boys and Girls Club, YMCA, um, any local um, organization. We've got a mission trip um, with the children, the children of the village uh, down in New Mexico, Ensenada, New Mexico, I mean, Mexico. Um, and so it's been, um, you know, something that we've wanted to do and grateful that we've had people come alongside of us and help us with our vision of uh, with the Charlie War Family Foundation. And also our kids. Our kids is a family foundation. So our kids, you know, did a blanket drive for the homeless um, through our foundation. Um, and so they've had opportunities to be able to give back uh, as well. And that's essentially what the foundation is, is a way for us to be able to give back uh, to those that are less fortunate or just needed support. It's really great. He is. Charlie Charlie Ward joins us here on the podcast. Charlie, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your story and uh, look forward to checking out your book and certainly everyone listening, go check out his foundation, Charlie Ward Family Foundation. And thank you for joining us here on the podcast and hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the road. Thank you again. All right, thanks for having me. And we do thank Charlie Ward, former Heisman Trophy winner, 11-year NBA veteran for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. You can check all things Charlie Ward out over at his website, charlieward.org, charlieward.org, where you can find out more about the foundation. You can order his new book. Again, the book is called The Athlete, Greatness, Grace, and Unprecedented Life of Charlie Ward. So go check that out in the website again, charlieward.org. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.org. We thank Charlie for joining us here on the podcast. Really enjoyed talking to him. We also thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to have you leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just simply go to the app where it says leave a review. Click leave that review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And of course, you can reach us directly via email, jason at sportspectrum.com. And that comes right to me. If you have any ideas for guests or any thoughts about the podcast, certainly if you liked this interview with Charlie Ward, please share it on your social media, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and certainly follow us there as well. We're on all the social media channels including our YouTube page where you can subscribe there. And of course, all of our content, daily devotionals every day at 6 a.m., articles on the intersection of sports and faith, stories, inspirational stories, things that are going on in the sports world that intersect with the faith world. You can find all of that over at sportspectrum.com. And if you haven't checked out our Sports Spectrum magazine, I want to encourage you to order that, subscribe to that. It's just $18. What a deal. And for 18 bucks, you get the Sports Spectrum magazine quarterly issue, four issues, plus you get a welcome issue. So you get five issues total. And I'm telling you, the Sports Spectrum magazine is a great tool to hand out at youth groups, at at churches, at men's events, certainly any kind of athletic event. It's a great sort of non-confrontational way to give someone stories on the intersection of sports and faith. Not only sports, which everybody loves certainly and wants to read about, but how faith has impacted these athletes and other people in the sports world, how that how faith has impacted their lives. So check it out, sportspectrum.com for just $18. Subscribe to the Sports Spectrum magazine. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the podcast. We also want to thank our sponsors, Compassion International. Listen, we've been a part of this podcast now for a year and a half. Compassion has been with us for about six months, and I can't tell you how grateful we are to have them as a sponsor. The great work that they're doing over at Compassion International, the website where you can check it all out is Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. And here's the difference you can make. You can sponsor a child for $38 a month. And what that does is that releases that child from poverty and it gives them hope. You make that difference, $38 a month. Check it out over at Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Take a chance. I promise you, you won't regret it and sponsor a child today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us here. We'll see you next time on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Podcast.